Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, we're talking to Bennett again. So he was on the show a few months back, and he's he was a college senior. I think, Bennett, have you graduated now? Yeah, I graduated last week. Cool. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So Thank you. You have been busy uh, working on uh, a few sites. We're going to talk about the growth of the site that we chatted about before, and I I was getting some stats from you. So in February, it made about seventeen hundred bucks. In March, it jumped up to six thousand seven hundred ninety-five, and then April five thousand and nine hundred, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. The trajectory of the site, and of course, it's kind of up and down, and maybe a little volatile. But that's pretty amazing, especially as you were you know, you're about to graduate and you're like, man, I got, I got everything figured out here. So that's very cool. And we're also going to talk about AI writers and you've been testing and doing some very interesting stuff, including uh, working with a friend of yours to start a site in April. It's only about a month old. It's already getting some traffic and ranking and you're using AI tools to um, do a lot of the content. So I'm excited to get into it. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Ezoic, and their tool, Leap. It helps your website load faster and get green and core web vitals. Ezoic has been working with me for a couple years here, and one cool thing is they don't have any page view minimums, so you can start a site, start using Ezoic right away, and then you're able to use tools like Leap, and they have some other features and things that you can use. So even when you first start your site, you could check them out. So thanks a lot to Ezoic. Quick other side note here. So in this interview, we will be talking about AI tools. And I have been known to, well, talk down on the AI tools. I At the time that I'm recording this right now, I haven't started using the AI tools yet, but I, I do have plans to check out uh, a tool, specifically Jasper. Now, I haven't used Jasper yet, and I haven't used the other AI writer that Bennett will reference in the interview. However, as a affiliate marketer, I'm an affiliate marketer, so I did sign up for the affiliate programs. And if you want to check out either Jasper or Article Forge, there's a link in the show notes. You could check it out. And if you do sign up, I can earn a commission, which I greatly appreciate. It helps me you know, do the production and some of the other stuff for these shows. So I just wanted to note that I realize that I shit on the AI writers when people ask about them, but we're talking about it. Bennett is telling us about the tools he's using and how he's using them. So if you want to check them out, there's a link in the show notes. Now let's get to the full interview with Bennett. Just curious, um, you just graduated. So mm-hmm. wh- what, are, what are your plans for the summer, for the fall? Are you getting a job right away? What's, what's going on with you? Yeah, so uh, for the summer, I'm my brother's getting married, so I'm doing that, going to the wedding, which will be fun. I'm traveling to Honduras, which will also be fun. And then in July, I'm moving to San Francisco, uh, so if you want to connect when I'm out there, that'd be great. Um, anyone who's listening to this. And then I'm working at Adobe next year. So that'll be pretty cool. I'll be a business analyst and I'll have awesome. a full-time job in person. 
Cool. Very awesome. And have you spent a lot of time in the Bay Area there? Uh, I spent maybe like two vacations there. So it's been fun. I have a family out there. Oh, cool. All right. So uh-huh. that'll, that'll make the transition a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. And Very I'm excited. Cool. Tons of good beer out there. Uh, wine, of course, but I'm a beer person. So, mm. okay. That's awesome. So let's talk about your, your site and the one that has grown so much. So as I mentioned before, you made like 1700 bucks in February. And then what happened? Uh, you actually sent me a message shortly after the episode went live and you were like, traffic blew up. So yeah, know, what happened and, and walk us through when you first realized that you were going to earn a lot more? Sure. So I was like uh, one night looking at my AdSense reports and I saw that for the day it had jumped up to almost $200. And I was like, is this a, a bug or something? Um, basically what had happened is I started to rank for a keyword that had like 25 million searches per month. I didn't rank on the actual page like in the search, but I ranked in the people also ask as one of the top questions. And so that gave me a lot of traffic. And because of that, I was able to get way more ad clicks and way more traffic. And it was really cool to see that traffic spike after all my hard work. And how many searches again? What did you say? I think on Ahrefs, it said it gets 25 million per month with a keyword difficulty of 93. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's pretty hard, but might've gotten lucky on that one. Sure. Well, and I'm just curious. I mean, let's dissect the article a little bit. Like, did you do anything special with it? Is it long form? Is it really good? Like, how, how do you describe it? I guess a couple things about it are it, it is long form. It was already ranking really well for a while and it was ranking really well for its keyword and a lot of other like long tail keywords. It had a lot of comments on it. So that could have shown like Google that there was some interest among the customers. There was also FAQ page schema. So that means that like if people had a question and there was an answer on the page, it showed Google that. Um, I think that the article had been around for over a year. And yeah, I guess a lot of those SEO factors that seemed like it was all perfect checklist. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I wonder, I guess part of it is like timing and just a little luck every now and then. Cause I, you know, the mm-hmm. things you described are interesting, but probably not that unique, right? There must be hundreds of other articles. Like yeah. I probably looked at a lot of the competition, like probably a lot of them were almost equal in quality. Would mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, I would say okay. that. Yeah. It's tough. Like once you get to a certain point, like it's, it's pretty, everything's high quality, right? Everyone's looking at the same stuff. So you mentioned it was long form. How many mm-hmm. words roughly would you say? Um, probably like for my content, maybe like 1500 and more, but uh, with all the comments on there, I'm sure that brought it up to like 3000 above or something. Okay. Cause there was a lot. Yeah. Probably like I only show 25 per page, but um, there sure. was like three pages of comments. Okay. Wow. And you have a variety of revenue sources, right? So you mentioned AdSense and you saw the, mm-hmm. the revenue jump. Um, what, what are the other revenue sources for the site? The other is Amazon affiliates. So like in February, as I said, I made 800 from Amazon affiliates. Uh, 
Um, but then as an example, in April, I made 1500. So even with the traffic spike, I also saw that people were like, I guess, engaging more with the links. And it's probably just because when you have more visitors, there's more people to click. And then sure. the conversion rate generates a higher traffic or higher um, number of purchases. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, pretty amazing. And if people didn't listen to the first interview, you should go back. But this is on a site where you basically didn't choose a niche, right? There's many different mm-hmm. products and it seems to be working out. No exact question there, but can you comment a little bit on like that approach just in general? Yeah, I guess it's hard in the fact that you don't have anything to like specifically write about that you're not like stuck with. So it makes keyword research a little bit more difficult because it's like, where do I start? Um, But then on the other hand, you can really do whatever you want. So if you find something to be interesting, then you can go after it or you can look up like really popular keywords and just try to rank for them, even if they're not in your niche. Um, And it, it was so good to have you on the show because it, I mean, it's counter to what many people would say, right? So I, I was like, yeah, you know, you you want to choose a niche so you can have some topical relevancy around it. I do live streams almost every week. And a lot of times people ask about content clusters and putting to, putting this stuff together. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's paid tools to do that. And the fact that you have random different products and diff- no no clear niche, you have no opportunity for that same kind of interlinking or topical clusters or anything like that, which mm-hmm. just flies in the face of like a lot of the common wisdom out there. So very, very interesting stuff. Now, that said, did you go uh, and analyze some of the data and see like, oh, I'm ranking pretty well for a couple of these co- like sort of related keywords and then try to find more th- keywords around those topics? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, like based off of this keyword, I was able to be like, okay, what what are the other people also ask questions? And I tried to rank for those as well. I haven't had the success for that yet. But um, I think in the comments, some people were like, oh, I need help with this. And so that actually gave me an idea to do an article and that article is performing well as well. Okay. So. And how much content is on the site? I think right now it's probably at like 150 posts, but um, I guess we can bring that up later. But I'm had someone put a bunch of content on a new site that I'm migrating to. Okay, gotcha. So about 150 mm-hmm. articles, and then are you publishing on a regular basis on this site? Uh, not right now. I'm kind of working on some other sites just because this one's doing so well. Um, but okay. I think it's a good idea to... I'm making more content for the backlog, I think. Perfect. And then we'll, we'll start wrapping up and talk about the new sites and new projects and stuff like that. Um, so you have 150 articles. You're not publishing too much. Um, and any other details on, on that site? One thing that's kind of, I guess, scary in one sense is like, you know how they say to not put all your eggs in one basket. Um, that this site also flies in the face of that. Cause I think about like for ads, 90% of the revenue is coming from one, that one article. Okay. So if that, if that article drops, then my ad sense is going to drop. And so will my earnings, but it's okay. been a good run so far. Um, I definitely will try to diversify later on. Sure. But 
Mm-hmm. And I guess one thing I didn't ask is uh, the, the traffic stat. So just broadly, you don't have to give exact numbers, but about how many um, visitors per month or users or whatever. Yeah, um, I think it's about 50,000. Um, I can try to think like for I applied for Mediavine, which is a competitor for AdSense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they ask you how many visitors you've had in the last 60 days or 30 days. And mine was 60,000. Okay. Uh, but in March, I actually had 80,000 paid views, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Very good. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, diversifying is good, especially if it's coming all to one page. But I mean, you know, you got to take it while you can and you don't want to get too distracted. That said, mm-hmm. you you are working on multiple different things, but I guess you have, you know, you have some flexibility to do that, which is great. So before we move on, yeah, like I said, anything else on the, on the first site there? Uh, not really. I think maybe I am lucky and it, that's definitely a big part of it, but I'm also thankful. It's been yeah. great and it's Pretty been cool. really helpful to have that, all that income. Yeah. And if I remember right, the revenue that the, this initial site brought in helped you pay off your student loans and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Very awesome. So let's move on to using the AI tool. And I think we can talk about the site that you're working on with a friend, right? Is that the right place to go mm-hmm. to? Okay. Sure. Yeah. And as we transition, I'll mention, um, we're, we're going to mention a couple tools here. I haven't used them myself. Um, I will put a couple affiliate links because I'm an affiliate marketer and that's what we do. Um, Bennett has used the tools and he's going to describe how he's used them and you can check them out. I'm not necessarily endorsing them for publishing content, but people constantly ask me about these AI tools. So we're going to talk about them. So let's, let's go, let's hear about it. Um, tell us about this site that you're working on with a friend. We won't reveal the niche or the site or anything, but yeah, just walk us through how it got started. It's only one month old, right? Yeah. Just one month old. Uh, so as a friend, they had a birthday. So I gave this site to them as a birthday present. Uh, it was pretty fun to make. It was yeah. pretty simple too. Um, but as you know, a content or a website's not going to survive without any content. And I've had a lot of experiences where friends get like demotivated when trying to do this because it's like, it doesn't succeed and it's it's because they don't have enough content on their website. Uh, so we were looking up ways to do it. I've tried Upwork in the past to like generate a lot of content, but it's costs a lot of money. Like even if you spend 20 bucks per article, which is relatively low, you still end up paying a lot in the end. So we started to use an AI writer. Uh, we started with Jasper. So Jasper AI they recently rebranded from Jarvis, and that's because Disney came after them. Um, Tony Stark has an AI called Jarvis, so they got in trouble for that. Mm. Um, but Jasper is great. Basically, you can do two things. Uh, the first is like you give it a prompt, and you like give it an article title and keywords, and you can just click compose, and it'll like generate a couple sentences, and then you can keep doing that, and it'll keep generating sentences. Or you can generate paragraphs. So, like the way that I've used it is I've given it uh, an article as an example, like what are some things to do in my area? And then I actually have a couple recommendations. So I put like in the paragraph generator, I put the first recommendation and I have it write a paragraph about that. And then I move on to the next recommendation. And I've just do that for a bunch. 
And so like normally it probably would have taken me like a couple days to write a thing about like top 20 things to do in my area. Uh, but with Jasper, it took me about 30 minutes, which is awesome. Okay. And then when you get the output, mm-hmm. how, how good is it? How much editing do you have to do? It's actually pretty good. Yeah. The readability score and like the actual human comprehension is great. Sometimes it can be repetitive, but there's a setting where you can like type in three stars and it won't repeat anything that's already mentioned. Um, but I was showing, I was showing it to people um, like my mom and she was like, no way. Like an AI actually wrote that. And it was pretty cool because she could just not discern it. Um, one, a little bit bad part is I found a GPT two output detector and I copied some of it into it and it, it was able to detect some of the time, like it said 90% fake, but I also put my own content into it and it also said like 90% fake. Yeah. So it might just be the way that affiliate marketers talk. Like (laughs) when you say, do you want a really good deal on this product that is selling hot in 2022? Check out the link below. Like that sounds fake. I've heard, uh, you'll have to send me the link to that um, detector site because Mm -hmm. I'm like, that would be, I shouldn't even say, say it because one well, I, I shouldn't start new things, but basically you could just have a bullshit site up that says like mm-hmm. uh, somewhere between zero and a hundred percent fake and always aim like sort of in the middle. And the thing is, like you said, you put in your own content and it was like, ah, oh, this is like 90% AI or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, you, you don't have to be, you don't have to be right. It's like predicting the weather. Sorry, meteorologists mm-hmm. out there, but like you could just broadly make a claim so you probably get a lot of traffic on your website um, True, and it, it doesn't even have idea. to do anything <laughs> so yeah um definitely okay so you're using jasper you're able to write content and you say you do it on a paragraph basis uh i found that that has a really good output yeah but okay. i've also used it where you just click compose and that helps to like kind of more with the transition and not with the, like the bulk of the, the content. Okay. And I haven't used that tool before. I have talked to a couple of people and it sounds like you can give it maybe like a bullet list of facts and then it'll write mm-hmm. the pros and the transition and, and all that stuff. Is that right? Have yeah, that's also like correct. That? Okay. I've also used it like that. Like one time, Uh, especially if you don't have anything in mind, like let's say you're doing a product review and like about the best boots, you can do what I do with the paragraph generator and like give it the specific products, like write about this brand, write about this brand. But what you can also do is click compose and it will auto recommend stuff. And sometimes it's auto recommended good products, which is pretty cool. Okay. Um, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I just gave it the prompt, like best boots Gave, I copied and pasted some sort of intro paragraph from another article, and then it like re kind of paragraph it re paraphrases it and makes it sound good, and then lists out similar products. Okay, so it's pretty advanced. Gotcha. Yeah. And you said the output's pretty good. Um, sometimes it takes some editing. Sometimes it's a little redundant. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, though, can you like create a site? Um, essentially just using Jasper, for example? 
I think you definitely could. Um, if you want it to be like really top tier, like the Spruce or a Tech Radar type of site, you're definitely going to need human input because it's not as good at like the technical stuff. Um, but I still think that you could definitely get away with it. Um, but then also to be a devil's advocate, advocate um, Google has a penalty against AI content. And like the Jasper CEO even said, we don't endorse using all automated content. Like you should definitely go in and edit it and add your own sentences. It's supposed to be a tool to help you aid your writing is what he said, but you could also use it to just fully generate content. Sure. And I was, I was just chatting with uh, Monica Lint earlier today and she, she's the founder of a film, but she has a travel blog. She's making you know over 10 K a month from that travel blog. And the wow. thing is she's, she's earning from a variety of sources. She's getting a good amount of traffic. She only has like 120 articles and she's writing about experiences that she's been on and specific, mm-hmm. maybe a travel tour or a food tour. And I'm pretty sure like the AI tool yeah. can't write that. And it, I mean, mm-hmm. it can be a tool and I hear what you're saying. And a lot of people, you know, they want to take the shortcut, but if you really want to do something interesting, like I, you can't use the AI, AI tool. Like yeah. maybe, um, maybe you can feed it the bullet points. Like if you're not a writer, you could feed it the bullet points and then have it write the pros for you mm-hmm. and use it as a tool. But yeah, I have a, a tough time like connecting the dots um, where I'm like, okay, this is like a, a solution definitely so yeah i I mean like but in the case of hers like let's say she reviews an ice cream shop it could definitely help her to like there's a lot of stuff that's very general to all ice cream shops that jasper could help write and then she could fill it in with her very specific like review later um right if that makes sense yeah. yeah a little bit um although at the same time i'm like the high, like the authenticity that comes through with like her writing and her own images, mm-hmm. I, I think count for something. But I, I love the debate because some people are, they really love these AI tools and it's really helping them out. Where, you know, some people like Monica, like she had a writing background mm-hmm. in some capacity. So it's like, she naturally like can write quickly. And some people yeah. don't, or maybe they don't they want to spend their time on other stuff, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what else with Jasper? Are you, are you using um, Jasper for site number one that we were talking about before this making, you know, 6,000 bucks a month? I'll definitely be using it. I haven't had to post as much recently just because of the website migration. Um, that's kind of been tricky and I've been focusing on that. But once that's ready to go, I'll definitely be adding more content with Jasper uh, but Jasper and my touch, I guess, so it doesn't get penalized. Sure. That would not be good. What, um, and I know you haven't done it yet, but in your estimation, like how much touch would you want to add? And you could use like percentages or something like that. Like, would you use Jasper to write like 70% of an article and then you would go in and pepper in, you know, the other 30% so that it, it really is you writing a few sentences here and there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't call Google, but I'd probably want to do like 70 and like I do 30%. Like, sure. It seems like I can probably get away with um, not having to write all of it. And so if I, if I can do that, then that would make my life a lot easier. 
Um, yeah, much faster, especially, you know, like you're saying, you get, you can get like a good foundation and then go in and put in more stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well, what else with Jasper? Have you used it in other implementations or anything? Um, they have some other implementations. I don't know if I should really say this, uh, but as a student, you're not supposed to use Jasper. But it's definitely going to be really interesting to see how like schools and teachers do that. Um, yeah. Towards the end of my year, I had a book report to do, and I had Jasper help me write some of it, and I actually got a 90% on it, um, <laughs> which is pretty crazy. And yeah, yeah it's definitely going to make writing easier. Um, because I, it's very accurate. Like I, so I fed it the book and I looked up there, like the five principles behind the book. And I said, Jasper, like write about these five principles. And it did an accurate job. It found the five principles It listed them off and what they are. And, and then it like gave grief. solid recommendations <laughs> about those principles. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, there's that portion of it. And then I, I know there were <laughs> services out there where like you could hire someone to write you know, your 20 page paper that you had to do anyway. Yeah. But now there will be people that are using Jasper and then they're going to sell the service. It's like double, double cheating. Overall. <laughs> yeah. I only did that once, but it was, I don't know. It's kind of crazy how that could definitely become the new thing. Like in high school when teachers give you the book report to do and you don't want to do it. Uh, I, I don't even know. Like, and there's yeah, no I way to know. detect it as yeah. plagiarism. It, it was a hundred percent like unique content. And even if, you know, again, just using it as a tool and a foundation, like you can get a good start and then put, you know, put the output into your own words so that it sounds like the rest of the stuff that you've turned in over the semester or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is a big problem. Do you know if there's actually conversations going on about like how to deal with it or I don't, I don't think so. Not yet. It'll take a couple of years for him to figure it out. Probably. Yeah. All right. Cool. Definitely. Okay. So anything else with this site? Is it, um, or how much content did you, you publish initially? How, how are things ranking? What's going on with it? Yeah. Uh, we kind of published it as we went, like maybe a couple articles a week. Um, it has 30 articles so far and the traffic on Ahrefs usually looks like that. But right now it's just straight up. Like it's such a small time period. It's been like less than a month and it already has over a hundred estimated traffic on HRFs. And it was growing pretty fast. Um, A lot of high volume keywords. Awesome. And you mentioned it's ranking for something like 170 keywords. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And And actually all AI content. Like I guess... Yeah, none of the, it's all, as I said, 70%, 30%, okay. which is pretty crazy. So the other thing that we can we can talk about here, which is sort of a, a side note. So in the interview prep, I was like, what's the actual traffic? Because you said HREFs is, is saying it's estimated at 120 or whatever. And you were like, you know what? I'm not sure. So let, let's talk about that. Why don't you know the exact traffic number? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Google is converting from like universal analytics to Google analytics Four. uh, universal analytics is like super easy on the home homepage. It shows you like page views. Um, but on, you on the new Google analytics, it like the homepage only shows you users. 
And even in the report snapshots, it doesn't clearly show you like any trends with the page views. And it's been really hard to navigate and I haven't had the time to learn it yet. So maybe I'll do that this week since I have no school. So the reason why I wanted to talk about it and and expose like we don't, I was like, I don't know. I haven't looked at it. I mean, I've been getting the emails for like a year to move over and I drag, I drag my feet because I know I still have more time. And I, I assumed that it would just be like a new version that had like the same things that we're used to. Um, Mm -hmm. It blows me away that um, we're like moving backwards and like nothing set up. So you were like, ah, there's a handful of sessions. I don't know what it is. You asked me, I'm like, I haven't haven't even touched it. So um, hopefully they'll have some sort of cleaner solution by the time we have to move over. But that's the reason Mm -hmm. why you're mainly looking at the estimated traffic and it's ranking for a handful of keywords. Do you know what the top ranking is for any one of the keywords? Just curious. Um, I think it's in spot 11 for a keyword that has like 5,400 searches per month. Oh, wow. So once that like moves up a little bit now for, and remember everyone, this site is only one month old. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Maybe less than one month. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. Or about. And it has zero backlinks. Okay. No backlinks. Now for that article, have you gone back and like made it a lot better um, than whatever the initial um, piece was? Uh, I haven't yet. No. Okay. So maybe that could help it. Yeah. I wonder. Um, um, I wonder if that would like make a jump, especially, I mean, if it gets... If it gets just a little bit higher, maybe it pulls in more long tail keywords and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Also, one thing that I've seen a lot of people do is like, if it's good already, then you just add more content. So maybe that could also be the key. Add like five more questions to it. Yep. About it. But you haven't done that yet, right? Mm-mm. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, what, what is the plan for this site? Like how much, con- I mean, you, you've given it to your friends, so they're going to take it over. Um, yeah. Do you know what the plans are? Uh, I would like to see it like come to fruition and probably like over a hundred posts and really understand the experiment of like, how well can a site do with all AI content and can Google actually tell? And then I think that they probably plan to monetize through AdSense or like Mediavine um, I'm not sure if it's as well for an affiliate site. It's kind of more like a travel site. Sure. But eventually they could do something like more affiliate-y. Yeah, for but, sure. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, you've also been playing around with more experimental stuff. So yeah. everyone tread lightly on trying this out. But yeah, walk us through it, Bennett. What, what have you been testing out? Um, and, and I'll say you have a sandbox site where you're, you're just testing stuff. You don't want to impact your main site. So what have you been doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that one, I've been using this thing called article forge. So I know in the past you've talked about like article spinners. So article spinners were like an old, I think 2000s things where, uh, it would just auto generate content and the content would be really bad. Um, this is kind of like the next version of that. It's a AI tool you can put in one keyword or you can put in a bunch of keywords. Like uh, you can put in a mass CSV of your keywords. And then one thing that I actually really love about this is you can connect it to your WordPress site. So what's super cool is that instead of like, 
as an example on Upwork where people write it and you have to manually go into WordPress and copy and paste it yourself. It's easy, but it's going to take a lot of time to post 100 blogs on your website. This, all you have to do is put in your keywords, um, tell it what site you want to go onto, what category you want it to go onto, how long you want the blog to be, and click Compose. Okay. And then it'll auto-write this and auto-publish it to your WordPress website. Um, okay. So I was able to, like last week, I think I posted about like 200 pieces of content to this test website, and I can already see keywords is ranking for it. Um, the content's not as good. I mean, it still is fairly good, but I'm a little bit more skeptical that I would get hit with a penalty because it's way easier to see that it's like AI content. Like one factor could be if I publish 200 articles in one day that are all 1500 words long, or the other thing could be like repetition within the, within the content. Like I feel like it's not very good at writing all new content and there's probably some duplicate stuff in there. Got it. Um, mm -hmm. And how many articles are on this site total? So you published 200 last week. Yeah, I could not tell you, but probably like, I'd say that's the bulk of the articles now. I think I had like 40 or something before. Okay. Got it. And then you see some of this stuff ranking in just a week. Um, how much traffic is the site getting total? Um, Roughly. On Google, Google Analytics, let's see. Um, I know that on Ahrefs it says like 1,000, but... Okay, on... that's enough to get okay. us going since I didn't tell you to pull that data. So it's getting some traffic. Now, I'm assuming these are pretty long-tail keywords. Can you talk about how you found the keywords for this? Yeah, I went on Ahrefs and I found some competitors of mine. Um, one thing I tried to do that I thought would be interesting is like, just honestly, steal their keywords and see how that goes. And it's pretty interesting. Um, one thing I'm trying is referral keywords. So I know that you've all seen like, oh, like you can use my cash app link or like you can use my Robinhood link and get money back. So I, I just did a bunch of those keywords. Uh, the only thing that's kind of going to be a pain is if those all start to rank, I'm going to probably have to make it an account for each and sign up but it should be worth it by then. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, and you said the quality wasn't as good for Article Forge, right? Mm -hmm. I think that it's kind of noticeable that like some of it's written by an AI, um, but I've also had some luck with it. Um, I, you can do it for informational posts like pretty easily, or you can also do it for um, like product reviews. But for the product reviews, I actually found that like some of the content was very technical, which was pretty nice. Okay. Um, I did a content review on like, let's say it was like some sort of mountain bike, and it went in and it was talking about this specific mountain bike and like the wheel diameter and like some of the more technical spe specifications. And I had to fact check it, but it turns out those were correct, which is pretty awesome. And do you know, so, um, like if it passes copyscape or any kind of plagiarism checker like how, how well does it do on that i think i put it in it, it looked like it passed but i'm not sure if it passed the gpt2 output detector thing okay that says if it's like real or fake gotcha and for for this site what's the the goal are you like oh, i'm going to publish like 
hundreds of articles. I know it's sort of a testing ground, so you're just playing around a little bit. I think it would be kind of cool to see how far I can take it, like how much content I could put up there and like get traffic for without getting hit by a penalty. But that's also like a fine line of I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Right. Um, right. One other thing is that like I've experienced it where I paid someone $50 on Upwork to write like a really good 2,500 word article and I post it and wait like a month and it starts to rank with zero keywords. Uh, so one thing I've been doing for article forge is like, as I post 200 articles, I'll definitely see some indicators of which ones are doing well. And then that actually would be a good way to prioritize like, okay, which one should I actually go back and either use Jasper for, or which one should I go back and hire someone or uh, take my time and write for, because then they're already ranking for a bunch of keywords. Right. Well, that's interesting because you could use, like you said, Article Forge and then go back and use Jasper. But have you thought about hiring a VA to use Jasper to improve the Article Forge article, for example? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I haven't really thought about that yet, but I'm sure it could be good. Yeah, because I mean, it sounds like, you know, if, once you understand how to use Jasper, then, you know, a person could go back, like you said after you prioritize the articles that are kind of doing a little bit better and then mm-hmm. you know, fix them up, make sure they don't have the redundant sentences and all that kind of stuff. And then just add more FAQs or something like that should work yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Where would you suggest hiring a, a VA from for the listeners? I, I've mostly gone to Upwork, but I've been hearing great things from, I think it's onlinejobs.ph. Have you heard of them? Mm-mm. So it's like uh, Filipinos that, um, you know, the exchange rate is favorable. So they get a great salary and then you're paying, you know, fr- a fraction of what you would pay a U.S. or North American based writer. And Filipinos speak really good English. So you probably can find someone and pay them you know, a really fair rate and it would be a bargain. So I would maybe look there and, um, you know, spend, I would spend some time on the sort of interviewing process and make sure you get someone good and not compromise on like, ah, this person is good enough. Let's just try it to actually Mm -hmm. like go through and, you know, spend, you know, a few, like several hours, like, creating the job posting and going back and forth and making sure you're getting someone that can do the work that you're trying to get them to do. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, that said, I haven't hired anyone from there, but I've heard good things from multiple people over and over again for the last two years or so. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so anything else with, um, using article forge? So you're, you're just publishing the content straight away and then coming back. You don't do anything else. Mm-mm, not like I think some people worry about like imperfection, but uh, someone once said like you want to publish imperfect stuff first, and then like as an entrepreneur, you want to put something out and then come back to it and fix it later. I know some people don't agree with that. If you have a high profile blog, it might not be the right strategy for you because like you already have a bunch of readers. Right. Uh, but for my blog is a test site. I don't have that many readers, and like they kind of come for the page. So if someone comes to my site for article X, they're probably not going to like stumble upon article Y. Um, sure. But yeah, 
Um, that makes sense. Awesome. Well, yeah. Anything else about that last site that I forgot um, to ask? Not really. I guess I hope it does well, but I it wouldn't be the worst case if it didn't like work out or I think it's all just a learning experience at the end of the day. Yeah. And oh yeah. Are you going to monetize just with um, ads like normal? Probably ads, Amazon affiliate. Um, honestly, I think I might try a lot of different routes. Like I've had Bluehost on there, uh, referrals for like things like cash app or uh, different venues and Fiverr. So we'll see. I, I think it's also like figuring out what works the best and, which one would make me the most money. Awesome. Well, as we finish up, what advice do you have for someone who is thinking about testing out uh, one of the AI tools? And we'll just say, we'll say Jasper, since that seems to be like the industry standard, the most popular, um, perhaps the highest quality, although I haven't tested hardly any of them. But yeah, if someone wants to get started with using Jasper, what steps should they go through? What things should they think about? Mm -hmm. um, to be effective. Sure. Yeah. So I guess first off, they do have like two plans. One's 30 bucks and I, you get a pretty good deal. The other one's like 60 bucks and it's kind of more, not advanced. You get more features and you can do more and write more. Uh, but I think it's been worth it. I've been able to definitely write more articles with that. It's saved me from hiring on Upwork and this way I can write pretty good articles that um, I can still go back and edit, but it's something to put more content on my website. And without it, I don't think I would have had as much content. So I would recommend it. And is it one of those deals where you can get a monthly plan, but if you get the annual, it's like 15% off or whatever? Yeah, something like that. Okay. And, and I'd say you use it all the time, right? Yeah, I've been using it more. Okay, cool. And any other details with using uh, Jasper uh, as far as like expectations or ways to learn how to use the tool? Uh, they do have like tutorials on there, uh, but it's really intuitive to figure out. Also, if you play around, they do have other different like recipes is what they call it. Um, but you can do it for things like if you need help writing YouTube titles, if you need write, help writing Facebook ads, um, creative stories and articles, but I think that they're known for their articles. Okay, perfect. But. And um, I have one more question around it. So let's say, so I haven't used Jasper before, and mm -hmm. let's say it's me, so you'll have to go slow and, and explain it easily. Um, but how much time would I expect to spend like signing up learning the tool and maybe getting the first article that's maybe 1500 words long on kind of a topic area that I'm familiar with. So I can kind of write the outline. So how much time would you tell me to a lot to get my first article and all that stuff? And, and you could uh, talk through it. You know, it's a brand new question that you had no idea I was going to ask. So what, yeah. what should I expect? Um, so for the sign up process, it's pretty easy. It's pretty standard. Um, like you put in your information, you probably have to verify your email and have the payment. Um, so that probably takes like five to 10 minutes, depending on how long it takes you to find all that information. Um, it's really pretty simple. There's, they have a workflow. So it like you click on the article workflow, 
it asks you for information like an intro paragraph and keywords. That probably takes five minutes to come up with. Um, it'll auto-generate your post title. It takes 30 seconds. It'll auto-generate your intro paragraph, which takes like 30 seconds. Um, and then for the rest of your article, if you just click Compose, that would probably take like 20 minutes. Um, if you're using the paragraph generator, that might be quicker. Um, but honestly, I would say it would probably take 15 minutes to write all the content if you know what the topic is about. But if you have to do research, it'd probably take like 30 minutes because you're spending time um, like, oh, should I write about this product or this product? Um, okay. But it, it would definitely save you more time. And so I'll I'll ask you what... I would maybe try to do, right? So I would mm -hmm. maybe do the research ahead of time where I like create an outline first. And that's what I would do if I was writing the content or even hiring a writer. So I would create an outline by doing research on some of the existing content that's already out there and basically mm -hmm. look at the H2 and H3 tags that they're using. And then would that be a really solid start and then basically I could just say like, write a paragraph here, write a paragraph here yeah. for each one of the subheadings. That would make it really quick. That'd probably be like 10 minutes max. Okay. And I can get like cool. whatever, 1500 or 2000 word article. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty cool. One time I did a, a 5,000 word article in about like an hour. Okay. With Jasper, which is pretty cool. And I didn't do any of the content outline beforehand. I was oh, doing wow. it as I went. And I think, you know, one one approach that I've thought of and like many things I, I thought about it, but I never did anything with it is to hire a VA. Like I said, maybe mm -hmm. um, overseas and then have them create outlines. All they're doing is research. It's fairly okay. quick, right? Like once you have a pretty good idea on how to do the research, you can probably put together an outline in like 15 or 20 minutes. It's very thorough. And then, you could use Jasper and just feed in your outlines and then you end up with, you know, pretty solid content. I would say, you know, you still probably want to go through and edit it, right? Yeah. Okay. But that sounds like a good plan. Uh, but if you don't really know how to do outlines or uh, if you need help, Jasper will do it for you, which is pretty nice. Right. Like I click compose and it um, has a header or like one time I put frequently asked questions and I put like a, a cue and click compose and then it finished the rest of the question and then it put an A and it answered it. And then okay. it's pretty good at uh, being smart and picking up on things. All right. Which is pretty cool. And I keep saying final question. Okay. Is there any sort of content where you're like, Jasper's probably not a good um, tool to use for that kind of content? Uh, I've heard that for product reviews, it's not as good. Like, I, I've actually used it for product reviews and it'll give you a very general thing. But I mean, if you're already an expert, I would use Jasper, write that product review and then go in and add your technical stuff. Mm -hmm. um, because I think one of the big things that Google's like a ranking factor is word count. So Jasper is definitely going to help you to get that word count up. Then you can go in and put in the human touch of Got it. like why I actually recommend this product. It's perfect. All mm -hmm. right. Well, I think that is all I have. Any other uh, parting thoughts, Bennett? Uh, I think, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but I was on Reddit asking about the AI content penalty. And one person like was like, how is Google ever going to find out about AI content sites? 
and the other person countered with uh, one site. It's called like lizdead.net or something. Um, basically, on Ahrefs, their traffic went like this over the course of like half a year. They peaked around 5.5 million, and right now they're at 900,000. Um, but they're all AI-generated content website. And so as much as I hate to downplay, I think Google will get smarter. So people are going to have to get more savvy or spend more time on trying to beat against this penalty. Yeah. And do you happen to know, so it went from, you know, pretty crazy amount of traffic to still a sizable amount of traffic, but um, Mm -hmm. do you know like how many articles they had or anything like that? Did did you ever dive Um, in a little deeper? I think that they had, I can give you an exact number. It's pretty crazy. Um, but well, um, we don't need an exact number because oh, yeah. I'm not going to yeah, edit yeah. this. So we're not going to wait oh, for it, but <laughs> all right, no problem. <laughs> um, but probably thousands, tens of thousands of articles, something like that. Like it's a ton of content, right? Yeah. They rank for like 500,000 keywords right now on Ahrefs. It says they have over 75,000 pages. Okay. Gotcha. So, and right now, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that they actually know indexed some. I was looking at the, like, where did all the traffic fall from? And I was looking at some of their top pages and I went to the site explorer, like putting in site colon and putting that page and it's no longer on Google. So I think that is how they combat the penalty. Um, uh, so probably more than 75,000 when they peaked, which is pretty crazy. And their top keywords are what dinosaur has 5,000 teeth? What year is it? four-sided shapes, animals that live in a lake. So it's pretty random keywords. That is random. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, you know, a lot of times we'll build these sites with the option of selling them in the future. But with something like that, it's almost like someone's probably not going to buy it. And then they were doing something so risky that actually like worked out. It's like they just had to take advantage of it while they could. And now... I mean, there's still a lot of traffic, but there's a lot of, I guess, waste and garbage and no one wants to buy something that's like on such a decline mm-hmm. or very few people. Uh, do Should I spell out the actual name or just, you can put it in your link? For yeah, we'll put it in the at. link. Yeah. Put it in okay. There. Cool. Well, and, yeah. Any other thoughts on the AI content and using it and all that? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I would use it, but if you're too scared of the penalty or if you have too much to like lose, probably don't do it. Um, unless you're like using it probably like if you have a really established website, you could probably get away with using like 30% Jasper um, just to add your, to make your article word count go up like for that travel blog you mentioned, but right. Um, Got it. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah, like I said before, everyone tread lightly. Um, If you want to check out the tools, we'll put some links and whatever site you just mentioned, Bennett, we'll also put it in there. Now, where can people find you? You set up a landing page last time. I assume that's still out there. So you don't have to state the link, but what do you have on the site? What do you offer out there? Oh, I just have uh, ways to sign up and get in contact with me. Uh, But I would connect on LinkedIn if you have any questions. Cool. Um, my name is the same as the website. Awesome. So we'll put the link up for that. And uh, thanks a lot, Bennett. We'll check in in a few months to hear how things are going. All right. Thank you.
Thanks a lot to Bennett. And I think we have a link to his uh, site. He set up like a landing page. So feel free to check that out. I think that's probably in the show notes. Someone will take care of that. I don't know. Okay. Well, one thing I want to mention is I have my other podcast. It's called Mile High Fi. I talk about personal finance and financial independence. And actually, there's some productivity topics and fitness and really like lifestyle stuff. It's really just what my friend and my friend Carl and I want to talk about at any given day. And it's um, it's actually getting quite a bit of traction. So it's been a lot of fun working on that show. And we have formed a podcast network. And initially, we thought, oh, it'll really help out as far as like working with advertisers and being able to negotiate and have like the full power of a network behind us. Now, I think that's still potentially possible. I'm not sure how it'll work in practice. I did have a meeting with a a podcast advertisement agency where they work with podcasters and they hook them up with advertisers out there. I think they take like a 30, 35% cut. I can't quite remember. But basically, when I mentioned the network idea and how they would like generally like to work with uh, companies, they want to work with the individual podcast, right? So an individual podcaster. And it's not a huge deal. I'm sure there's different business models out there and maybe some companies will work with a network, blah, blah, blah. But maybe it's not the best route. I think, you know, whatever deals we may have in the future, maybe having the network won't matter too much. Now, once I learned that information, I was like, ah, you know, there's a lot of different ways to monetize and make sure that the, the shows can run. And it's not too expensive to, with the low production that we do, the low, <laughs> low bar. Basically, it's fairly inexpensive to produce the podcast. Hosting is relatively cheap. Some of the editing can be really expensive. Most companies out there and people that I've talked to, you know, they're charging like fucking 200 bucks an episode. And if you just have a podcast that's brand new that no one's listening to, and you're putting out one episode per week, like that's a little expensive to just have $800 a month (laughs) just going away and you only have a few dozen subscribers, perhaps. So anyway, all that to say, we got a network. We got another show on the network. It's called Rebel Entrepreneur. The cool thing is this show already had like 160 episodes And it came from a big network called Choose Fi, Choose Fi. And that show is, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool show overall, period. Rebel Entrepreneur, my friend Alan Donegan hosts it. And the awesome part is because he came from like, that show came from a bigger network that a lot of people do listen to. It almost like instantly gives us more credibility. Now, the fact is we were starting to get a lot of credibility anyway. And I need to look at the stats. One of the things with podcasts is the stats and analytics are, you know, not very good. They don't, they don't tell you very much, but 
at the time when we were chatting with Alan, his show was what we thought quite a bit bigger. Now, there's a few different ways you can look at the downloads. You can look at the per episode basis. So within four to six weeks, how many downloads a given episode will get. But the other part is if you have a big back catalog, the monthly downloads overall. So maybe a show only gets 800 downloads per episode or 1,000 downloads per episode. But over the course of a month, they have like 25,000 downloads total. So people are downloading the full back catalog. So it's kind of interesting. The point being, our show got more credibility, the network got more credibility when Rebel Entrepreneur came over and our show was also growing. So at one point, it looked like Alan's show was bigger from a download perspective, but I think ours might be a little bit bigger now. So, and I'm not sure like if someone shared something, but we've had some pretty cool inflection points, which I've never been working on anything that had a clear inflection point where you could like point to the date when something was shared or something happened or there was a collaboration. And then from, from that point forward, things were bigger than they were before. So it's kind of cool. We're not earning any money with it, by the way. It's just... It's all, it's all fun right now. So we'll see how it goes. It's, it's kind of cool bringing people onto the network and helping them out with stuff that I've figured out. And then they could focus on their show and what they're good at and what they want to talk about. That was just a full side tangent, completely unrelated to this episode. <laughs> but I just wanted to talk about it. So I think that's it for now. Thanks to Bennett. Check out the uh, Mile High Five podcast, the full network. We'll put a link in the description so you can get over to it. Have a great day out there. We'll catch you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.